0: Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. It's the chain.
1: And it's Rob. Feels weird when we do things differently. <laughs> I I wanted to throw you off. Well, it's, today does feel like weird bizarro world because I'm actually having a hard time being okay with it, but I'm kind of okay with it. Today is like, I think, a first. It is the first day I have ever agreed with anyone
0: on Fox News. Oh, wait, what happened? That's scary enough as is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Even Fox News anchors are calling out trump for his performance at the helsinki conference with putin Mm -hmm. as in because like the i don't know if you knew but like apparently trump uh is willing to take putin's word for it on uh the situation about uh, russia meddling with uh american elections uh and disregarding all american intelligence that says otherwise doesn't matter republican democrat all american intelligence is saying russia meddled in the election and trump just fucking fake news opened up took putin's dick in his mouth as just sort of
0: acceptance
1: (laughs) that, like nope i take his word for it like even like even highly conservative pundits are sort of like cool this is embarrassing he completely like blew it the word treason's being thrown around more than not like and it's so odd like for even to just sort of agree with like fox news anchors who are like
0: yeah he did bad. He's slowly becoming the only one drinking his own juice. I think yeah. there are, people are starting to see him for who he really is.
1: The, the problem is, I don't know if people actually are. I think, like, some people are. And even though Fox, I guess I think is like, some Fox anchors, I think were critical of him. Uh,
0: but they'll still agree with him.
1: Oh, well, then also yeah. when I hear, like, the channel's main narrative is talking about uh, the fact that, like, Melania had a butterfly in her belt buckle and, like, something else. Like, it's all, like, they're talking about n- other shit just because, you know, Trump over for Putin doesn't really serve the narrative that the network has but it is nice to actually hear that the network kind of even hit their limit of just Ridiculousness. taking it. Yeah, and they were sort of like, no, no,
0: no. He did bad. And that's yeah. kind
1: of awesome. Unfortunately, all Trump voters are, I feel are not going to listen. They're not it's not going to change
0: their mind on him. No, they're they're just going to say, "Okay, it's just one thing." Or they look be like, at all this other stuff he does though. Yeah, you know, oh, or look, everyone's yeah. a
1: bunch of sore losers because Hillary didn't win. It's like, "Well, yeah, we are sore losers because Hillary didn't win because there's an asshole who doesn't belong there." but yeah, yeah he didn't even win the it.
0: popular vote
1: totally well so. and now i heard a number saying that like it looks like uh the like the russian interference could have affected up to like 500,000 votes which uh like obviously he lost the popular vote but even then the i guess the votes that it took to swing the electoral college in that direction was like 70,000
0: so what does that mean?
1: it just means that like if if russia affected 500,000 votes really only 70 of those need to be affected in order to win over the electoral college because it's a highly strategic move to win the electoral college yeah. so like really it's like not only did he like if that if that all is true that those are numbers that I do not know even where I read this thing from so I can't
0: Speaking. So you're saying he should not have won the electoral college?
1: A fit, well, I mean, if the Russians had not interviewed the election, then yes, that is true. If that is correct, uh, and even then, like he would have lost the popular vote by even more. Yeah, by wow. up to 500,000 votes. Um, and so I don't know. It's it's very very frustrating. Like the, I mean, you know, but so is America in general. But anyway, today is like bizarre world though, because for once, I was actually in agreement with a lot of people I typically don't agree with.
0: I um was following the news very closely for a long period of time. And it made you want to kill yourself. Well, as of the past few months, I've just kind of taken a step back. And ever since like um, Trump went to North Korea and. Oh, yeah. And that whole that charade. And I I just kind of step back. I'm like, there's a bunch of crazy shit happening and it's going to happen no matter what people. Right. Because it's just happening no matter what.
1: Well, and that's the frustrating thing. I feel like even with Fox sort of finally being somewhat critical of him, it's too late. Like, the fact that we've hit this point, there's so much stuff that has happened that I don't know if we'll be able to backpedal it and get it back to normalcy again. Yeah. Like, we're kind of, I think, beyond a certain sort of point now. And today was both a combination of, like, shock and appreciation and also horror. Just. Yeah. I wonder what Rachel
0: Maddow is saying. I kind of like her commentary. I love her. Yeah. Like she's just so smart. She's very smart, and so um, and she's not even um, a journalist or or she doesn't even. Well, she's a journalist, but she doesn't even have. I don't think she even has a PhD. I don't. I don't know her background uh, that well. I forget. She was talking about her background at one point, and she like everything that she's able to talk on. This is what I'm trying to say. I don't. I could have just lied, but everything <laughs> she's able to talk on is not because she has a background in, it's because she does her research. Well, yeah, when I at mentioned, the she, moment.
1: she must have a good research team as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like I always think back to um, Al Franken's book, uh, Lies and the Lying Liars Who Tell Them, and like he has an entire chapter in that book, like either the introduction about the level of reference and research and sources that he. Sites and cited to write the book, and he had an entire team apparently of either Yale or Harvard law students mm-hmm. uh, who were digging through all sorts of articles and uh, you know various uh, studies and stuff to actually get the facts. Yeah. Because he was like, you know what, if I'm calling out liars for just spouting unfounded bullshit. I better have the facts. Yeah, my shit's going to be airtight. (laughs) Yeah. And so he actually made a point to make sure that his book was as factually correct as possible. And he had an entire team of fucking go-getter grad students, like, backing him up. And so I imagine that, like, yeah, I mean, I I would think that any journalist worth their salt who actually wants to be taken seriously and is willing to stand up to scrutiny, they have to either have the information themselves or they must have a killer fucking team.
0: Oh, them. and you know she does, too. And oh, everybody yeah. on her team wants to take him down. Yeah. So, it's... I mean, they're going to get everything as correctly as possible, and with every bit of information they can grab, so... Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, enough about American politics, but yes. yeah. Sorry, it's funny, because I even
1: had on my, my, my list today, the Fox News crisis is what I've called oh, it, where I suddenly like started seeing eye to
0: eye, and your weird intro led me perfectly into <laughs> it. I, I love that, because <laughs> now we're going to take another little segue to something else that's been weird in the media and um if things finally worked out but um so i don't know if you all know this but scarlett johansson was scheduled to play a role that was the role was for a trans man and she was going to play a trans man and the director was the same director as um ghost in the shell which he already botched that one with like making an asian character a white character so that was like another thing and they're like oh great he's doing it again but this time he's dealing with gender so um that was a big cons- or not conspiracy but a big hoopty who that was going on in the media and so last week I worked at the Hollywood Reporter and um, didn't do a roundtable, but I, I worked with a bunch of trans actors. So, every, you know, everybody who you usually think about, and they did a statement about how, how, what they feel um, Scarlett Johansson should do and what the situation is what's crazy is while we were filming this that's when news broke out that she's backing out away from the film called rub and tug which was going to be the one so it's basically one of those things where it's like well why did first of all why did she take the role in the first place because she knows what the repercussions would be i mean jeffrey tambor had it um Uh, Jared Leto or Leto. Um, you know, there's just so many instances in Hollywood where it just doesn't make sense to cast a cis um person as a trans character anymore because there's so many trans actors that have come out of the woodworks in the since like Transparent. So anyhow, that was a whole thing and that happened. But she or her press apologized and you know she backed away and so she did the right thing um will the film still be made who knows maybe it will be shelved it's in production limbo right now yeah that makes sense yeah um it might not ever see the light of day now which is sad yeah it's
1: weird i have a lot of feelings about this situation but like i'm not really the one it's not my turn to talk on this
0: well as long as you are understand what the repercussions would be if she played a trans character as a cis woman Mm -hmm. especially a trans man i don't know the story so i don't know if this character is pre-transition or in transition or or post or what the situation is
1: well i mean from what i'd heard i'd heard that the character of what tex i think that was the nickname yeah i haven't read anything about it from i heard um it was in the '80s, so I don't know even know if if the character actually identified as trans. Um, uh-huh, some gotcha. like in the article I read, there was a little qu- phrase in quotes that was like um, often uh, the character like text. I think I think it was text. I hope I'm saying the right name, even mm-hmm. but like the character yeah. or the the real person yeah. um, was often referred to as like uh, the woman who preferred to be considered a man. Oh. So like it could have even been a little soft. But like, yeah. but even then, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, really, I don't have a whole lot of facts on this. Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know either. Um, but it's been a big thing in the media. But now, hopefully, that will wash over and done yeah. with. But well, it's weird because yeah,
1: like it's because Todd and I have talked about this a, a lot. Um, and even then, like I mean, I don't know. As, as somebody who is like a a cis man who on the surface appears to be completely, like, ethnically bland. I-, I appear to be either white or Jewish, if you look at me, um, without knowing that I am I come from a Latin background. Um, like, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with the Ghost in the Shell casting, mostly because I consider Ghost in the Shell to be sci-fi, and anime often doesn't have a race to me right like i feel like anime is often very racially ambiguous much like how uh, almost all characters in horizon zero dawn are vaguely asian or vaguely black like it's it's almost like a post-racial future Mm -hmm. where there's a lot more like sort of ambiguity yeah and so ghost in the shell going from animated feature Mm -hmm. where i couldn't have told you even that the lead was over asian i know that obviously it's source material where does it take place with city it is like a japan kind of thing but even then like i mean if you look at like big hero six they make a white well the thing is like ghosts. she she's i haven't seen she's it. <laughs> a robot
0: <laughs> yeah i know
1: and so like and, and that's the thing like I, so they're we, making
0: white robots in japan
1: well and even and they sort of actually explain it at one point there's a scene where like she goes and sees her mother who actually is asian and her mother doesn't recognize her oh. and it's because her consciousness has been put into a foreign body gotcha and so i don't know like i also i've I don't love the source material for Sh- for Ghost in the Shell, so my kind of thing was like, is it going to be a good movie? That's all I really judged it on, because yeah. it's not a real person. Yeah, this is problematic, and that like, yeah. yeah, and and I get that he, she has a relationship with the director, like you know, a good working relationship or whatever. But like after the scuttlebutt that 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 hit her for playing an Asian woman for yeah, Ghost you in the would Shell,
0: should have learned her lesson. Yeah, that's the thing that surprised me.
1: Um, like that she didn't just. Run the other way.
0: <laughs> right. The other thing is, I mean, we don't have to keep talking about this for forever. No, I was, I'm, but, I'm
1: glad you brought up because I wanted to get your, yeah, your brain on this.
0: The, the main problem that trans people have, trans actors, is that, yes... Is playing a role. You can play a role, but you're not giving us the same opportunities. Well, it's like, yeah,
1: Jamie Clayton tweeted, like, you're not letting us in the room. Yeah. And like, that actually is a very valid complaint. I mean, like, that is just, it's not fair that trans performers are even being considered.
0: Yeah, like sure. In a perfect world, trans people can play cis people, and cis people can play trans people. And you know, men if they are right for a woman's role, they can play the woman. I mean, because it's acting. But because of the opportunities and the sexism and the the um, phobias and ev- the taboos and everything else that goes on with it, it's just not there yet. Yeah, I mean, it
1: bums me out that we're not going to see as many trans stories. I think in the mainstream, just due to
0: sort of in quotey fingers lack of star power lack of star power i also think yeah. you know trump has put a lot of fear in people he too has. and it's also brought out a lot of um or he's let people validate their own fear yes he brought out a lot of, he just made it possible for people to hate people yeah
1: no it's much more openly much more okay to yeah. be a shitty person now yeah. um yeah i don't know it's it's uh yeah it bugs me out that we're not getting the trans, as many trans stories now just because people aren't going to learn from this, I don't think. People are still going to either, they're, just, they're not going to do a trans story at all, yeah. or they're going to try and cast it incorrectly, and people are going to rally against them,
0: and then it will go away. And and that's why um there are artist collectives, like the one I belong to, yeah. now Ever Artists that Rain Valdez started, and um, it's trans people making trans narratives for trans actors and other actors. It's inclusive, but it's our stories. We're telling them, we're filming them, and if nobody else is going to help us, we're going to do it ourselves. That's yeah. basically what you have to do.
1: Well, it's yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just hopeful that we're going to start seeing more just you know, trans stars. Yeah. Like, cause we don't have that many. And no, like in the mainstream, we don't have that many
0: queer stars. We
1: don't in general. Cause really you can only hire Matt Bomer and so many times. I don't
0: even know if I can count on one hand, how many Asian stars there are. Yeah. There's,
1: I mean, and if, if there, if there is an Asian star, typically they tend to be like hot. Yeah women that are deemed exotic yeah. sex objects in movies
0: and they tend to be forgotten. Later. I was so surprised because I saw Jurassic Park, like I said, I was going to, I was so surprised to see B.D. Wong in the freaking Jurassic Park film mm-hmm. that I was like, wow. They've given Dr. Wu like kind of an arc across three movies now out of five. Oh, really? Did I miss it? He was in Jurassic World. Oh, see, I sometimes I and, don't pay attention. And he was in, <laughs> and he was in Jurassic World. I have the seen them all. And of course, and he was in the original. I've Oh. He's there
1: when the baby raptor gets born in the very first movie. Oh my god. That's always been BD1. He just wasn't in Lost World War 3.
0: Did you see it?
1: Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. uh, Why
0: was he there?
1: Well, it's. I think it's. They're trying to sort of. I think they're it, over a period of like over a long period now, over five movies. They're trying to give him a little bit more motivation and, and an arc because like he's kind of cre- now he's the one who's sort of creating these abominations. Yeah, you these know hybrids. That, yeah, and that he created the Indominosaurus Rex, and now he's created.
0: Oh, uh, I guess I just wasn't insane. paying attention before, and and he had more of a role in this one, mm-hmm. so it's
1: paying attention. Well, I think he might have had even more in the last Jurassic World. I could be wrong. It's yeah, been a while yeah. since I've seen. I, it. I haven't
0: know. seen it since it was in the I didn't like that last one, so I wasn't. This one wasn't great either, but at least um, Dallas, to Bryce Dallas Howard, Bryce Dallas Howard's hair
1: looked better. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people have a problem with um, with BD Wong also because he plays a, uh, I say gender non-binary. I don't know if. if if the character's trans or what. Um, But he plays a character, uh, White Rose, in uh, Mr. Robot. Right. And when you're introduced to White Rose, uh, she's presenting as female. Uh. And then later, you see B.D. Wong presenting as male. And I don't really know, because I stopped watching Mr. Robot midway through season two. But, like, he has both presented male and female
0: on the show. He's built a career off of that, though. Like, his main film was in Butterfly, where he was mm-hmm. a woman. But wasn't that on stage? Uh, or was it in a movie also? Yeah, it was on stage, but also there was a movie um, starring Jeremy Irons. I did not know that. And uh, Betty Wong. And I think um, also a uh, British actress. Uh, she's in everything. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he basically has built a career off of portraying women in film and like gender non-binary and trans women and everything else yeah, and um, at least
1: as a gay man yeah it's a little easier to swallow
0: i mean that's why he, he yeah. his name is beady wonk so it'd be um ambiguous, androgynous yeah. ambiguous yeah so i really like him i don't mind
1: him as i like him a lot but also i sort of fell in love with him uh when he was on the tv show oz
0: Oh, I was, never saw us. Oh my
1: god, he is my, he's probably my first or second favorite character on that show. Uh, really? My favorite two characters are both clergy. Uh, he plays, a, I guess, a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. He plays Father Ray Mukata, and okay. um, his cohort is uh rita moreno as sister peter marie she plays in them nice and like the two of them are like two of the coolest characters in that entire show
0: really no i never saw it it's it's really good
1: it's on hbo go you should watch it's good tv like five seasons six, six falls seasons. apart or no it might be five falls apart a little bit in the middle but it finds its way by the time it's done it's so good all right it's real good
0: anyway so i guess we should actually do what we're up to for real yeah we've had like a long sidetrack uh, well i already mentioned part of what i was up to i did the um jurassic world did jurassic world but i also did hollywood reporter yes so i did that thing and you can, well i'll put it on our socials because it's it's out right now you can watch the whole it's like a four minute video um And, oh, I went to San Luis Obispo just to get away for the weekend. The land of no drive-thrus. The land of white people. Yeah. It's so white. So white. It's crazy. And no drive throughs And they have no drive throughs And I was called out for saying drive-thru because we went to the drive-in to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, (gasps) which I did not like. What? I
1: haven't seen it yet. I'm very excited. I can't wait. I love the first Ant-Man.
0: I I like the first... Yeah, the first one was great. This one was hashtag awful. No! I'm sorry, but maybe you will see something in it that I did not see. Maybe it's because I had to pee the whole time. Don't you bring your your pissy baggage into this movie. (laughs) I did not like it. I did not think Kirk Douglas did a good job with his character. Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas, sorry. Kirk Douglas is this close to death. No. Isn't that his dad?
1: Yeah, they shouldn't have rolled him out at the Oscars last year or this year. Yeah, he's our president.
0: Um. And. Yes, you didn't
1: love Ant Man. Michael Douglas didn't kill it for you.
0: You didn't kill it for me. I did. The girl who plays the wasp, I like Evangeline her. Lily. She's cool. I
1: hear the anti aging CG they do on Michelle Pfeiffer is like the best anti aging CG ever. It looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. She looks great already, though, really. She does not look so great in Mother. How dare you? <laughs> I thought she looked stunning in Mother. She looked angry. <laughs> well, yeah, because she was. All right, so yeah, let's talk about this. So you watched Mother.
0: Yeah. What'd you think? I really liked it. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we talked about this last week because you were talking about and you were like, you have to see it. It's. I want to know your reaction. Yeah. And, um... I thought it was really good. And Jennifer Lawrence, did you hate her in it? I didn't hate her because she's kind of like a victim the entire <laughs> thing. So it's her so You're enjoying this. You're yeah. like, take that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it has an air of uh, fantasy about it. So yeah. everything that happens in the film, I didn't take it to heart. Like I, uh, like all the bad stuff that happens to the characters, didn't make me feel bad for them only because it was so fantastical. Um, but I w- was along for the ride the entire time. Like I was interested. And I was like, "What is going to happen?" Because I could not quite understand what was going on most of the time and why these certain people were going into the house and why Pierre Bard Javier Bardem. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> yes javier borden no javier bardem bardem fuck yeah i'll never get that right so anyway (laughs) um... (laughs) yeah i thought um he was he was good um i forgot what i was gonna say about him though um yeah i couldn't i didn't know why he kept like letting all these people into his house you didn't know i was like are they murders like is this a horror story is this i'm not i didn't know what to expect the whole thing
1: is so allegorical yeah and it's beautiful
0: and it was done very well
1: it's exhausting
0: yeah but not so much as i expected from the way you presented it
1: like it is a movie that i like it's it's i feel like similar to requiem for a dream it's a movie that we're like, I think if you aren't expecting to sort of get beaten up by it, yeah. it kicks the shit out of you. And if you walk into it, at least being prepared for something that's going to yeah, sort yeah. of barrage you, yeah. then you can at least appreciate it for what it is. Like, Which I did. Yeah, Mother mm-hmm. is one of those movies that got an F Cinema Score rating. Real? What? Which Cinema Score. do you know how they do that one? That's No. They interview people leaving the theater. Okay. Oh, gotcha. It got a solid, hard
0: f about which theater and where did they i'm guessing
1: i think it might be sort of middle america it is definitely it's it's a voice of the people it's not a voice of new york and la and like mother was a movie that was highly polarizing you either kind of loved it or yeah Fucking hated it. Well was no, right in the middle of like it was fine.
0: I think the reason people hated it is because they saw themselves. They were presented a mirror and this is their sad, unhappy lives, and <laughs> they saw it and they're like, fuck, this is what I'm living right well, now. It, like it is
1: funny because everyone has a different sort of interpretation, especially if it's final act. Yeah. And like Todd interpreted it in a completely different way than I did. And Um, this is before we looked up just all the obvious biblical connections that it has yeah um but like we both read it as a commentary in two very different directions and the nice thing about mother is that officially yes it comes from a very like literal biblical retelling yeah up into a certain point yeah but like the nice thing is it is broad enough that you can find a way to assign it to you in some way and like todd deeply personalized it he actually read it as something that is very specific to him. And I read it in a very different way. Like, um, that is, and it spoke to my general feelings of, um, helplessness. Yeah. When it comes to, like, the state of the world. Like, I especially, like, when things start getting especially terrible and I start seeing how awful people are. Yeah. I shut down. I
0: mean, it had everything from commentaries on social media to, like, just Environmental the... crisis. Environmental. The way um everybody needs to have a fandom. Like, they need to be loved. Like, if you're not loved, what are you? A lot of people think it's just about celebrity. Celebrity. Yeah. Um, there's so much going on. It's- Yeah, your own personal relationships with people you maybe didn't even know like their true motives the entire time you've been with them
1: well and like and also it's funny and now i feel like you know especially now that um the relationship is over since jennifer lawrence was dating the director at the time oh okay yeah she was dating darren aronofsky and yeah you now they're that last now time. they're broken up but like even then it's a movie that speaks to disposable muses it's a it's a movie that speaks to like yeah what you can drive inspiration from yeah. and then bring up and use up and just move on yeah and like it's kind of crazy to think i think he wrote this movie like with her in mind and now they're not together anymore and it's almost the same sort of disposable muse that the movie speaks to it's very I don't know, it's the whole thing is very fascinating to me yeah. i really i like that movie and it breaks my heart that because it's kind of unpleasant to watch it we was, won't get another <laughs> oh, no, well, and we don't need a sequel but it, it's a movie that because it was so unpleasant to watch a lot of people really are never going to give it a chance and yeah. that bums me out
0: well they need to see it for what it is not for what they wanted it to be totally so. yeah just nice. like Mass Effect Three, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. So yeah, I did enjoy. it. I would have given it like a B plus. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and it's beautiful, and Michelle Pfeiffer killed it. She's so good. Yeah,
1: and it's just it's just masterfully made. Like even if you hate what it's giving you, it's very well made. And like I remember being annoyed when it came time for Raspberry nominations because mm-hmm. it got a few. Among them, Worst Performance, Jennifer Lawrence, which I'm sorry, if you want to pick that movie apart. She was great. Yeah, she's not the weak link. Worst Performance, Javier Bardem also he's not the one to come after um and then the other one i think was like worst director which he directed the fuck out of that movie like it's one thing if you just want to say like i hated it it's not a crowd pleaser but i don't think you can objectively look at it and say that it's poorly made yeah
0: maybe you should be looking at jurassic world (laughs) (laughs) because
1: it was funny even like what rex reed he gave it a zero out of a hundred
0: I love how Rex Reed, especially when he He's an idiot. He's in a movie that went a Razzie and is considered the worst film ever made. Is he? Which is Myra Breckenridge. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. He's the worst. And like, even in his review, he even
1: said like the cinematography is masterful and like this is great. That is great. Overall, I hated it. Zero out of a hundred. It's just like, okay, like the C- clearly, it's not a zero. Like, yeah, you actually if said masterful. That's yeah. already at least two points. Yeah, you actually said <laughs> that like the like the camera and the framing is great. She's just a diva. Yeah, like, he's yeah. the worst. He well, his zero got me to read his review. How is he Guess- still alive? I don't know. Guess whose reviews How- I didn't read? Anyone who gave it like a seventy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I read the the good ones and I read the bad ones. Yeah, after I saw the movie of
0: course. Yeah, but God, he must be so old. He's got to be as old as Raquel Welch because they did Mary Breckinridge. I know Rex Reed was in that.
1: Because my I always think like. Whenever I think, you know, movie critic involved with bad movie, Roger Ebert helped write Beyond the Valley of the Dolls,
0: oh. which is also
1: pretty terrible.
0: I love that movie. <laughs> no, like I a... love B- Valley of the Dolls. Yeah, the first one's great. I didn't see the second the one. The
1: sequel was unnecessary. Yeah, That's crazy. I know any about Rex Reed. Yeah. So I'll if... let you borrow that. I would like to. See... Well, I still have two movies of yours I haven't watched
0: yet. And you have Wicked and the Divine. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I need to read that still. I'm the worst. I just learned that I'm s- not to get onto graphic jam, but Steven has never read a graphic novel or comic book in his entire life. He needs to read Fables Volume 1. That's
1: like a gateway drug.
0: Yeah. Well, I said Wicked and the Divine. Oh, I can bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> There's other stuff. Get, like Paper Girls. Oh, it's Fabulous. Yeah. Excellent. Stuff, so, um, have you been up to anything else? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just getting ready for a San Diego Comic-Con. Yay! It's coming up. I'm um, excited for you. The day this comes out, I will be leaving to it. So I'll have lots to report on. Nice. That should be fun. Um it's gearing up to be a lot of parties again. <laughs> well, and I got a small shopping list for you. Okay. So okay. It,
1: it's it's small. It's two things.
0: Yeah. Send it my way. I have to tell Travis also um, to send his list my way if he needs anything. And um, other than that, yeah, I, I, on my way to San Luis Obispo, I got to catch up on a lot of Bizarre States, which is Chobot's ah, yes. podcast. And I love it. And I think they are hilarious. Nice.
1: So, yeah. Um, how about your trip? Um. Well, I was, Uh. this weekend was like kind of uneventful, which is nice. But um. Todd and I saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh my God. I know. <sighs> Why would you even see that? Well, we knew we needed to see it in theaters because they need to be big and need to be loud. You know. Yeah. There are a lot of movies that we can see that don't need to be that way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, fuck, there's actually another movie I saw that I fucking love, so we'll get to that. Um, uh so anyway i yeah, saw jurassic world it was fine it was fine it was fine nothing um, special it's, it felt small
0: compared to because it took place in a house
1: well it <laughs> felt even when it wasn't in the house it felt small compared to jurassic world like fourth movie and obviously it felt very small compared to jurassic park and the lost world even it todd actually likened it dressed to, to jurassic park 3 which i kind of feel like it's of that same sort of caliber um i'm curious about the next one but like i don't know i just don't know if i care that much but like it was fine it... well they're starting to open up a lot of counterworms in
0: that last one. Oh yeah
1: well and sometimes it's just good to go see dinosaurs wreak havoc for two hours yeah you know like seriously it is kind of a nice itch to scratch
0: yeah but you might as well just watch the first one. The First one's fucking wonderful yeah. so good it's
1: classic um and well so, as soon as we finished Seeing Jurassic World, uh, Todd and I went to the store to get dinner, and um, you got
0: dinosaur uh, mac and cheese. Todd got dinosaur chicken nuggets. Oh my god, I love those. He's been the a- Tyson ones. Yeah,
1: he's been eating those. <laughs> um,
0: I got Gosh. like a
1: bunch of boxes of pastaroni because they're like dirt cheap, and I fucking love them.
0: Pastaroni, the San Francisco treat.
1: That is true. Officially, that's rice aroni. I think nice. pasta-roni is like the bastard stepchild that San Francisco barely tolerates. Oh
0: god, they live under San Francisco.
1: Stuff. yeah it's a much less catchy phrase so they don't really use it as a jingle okay. um but uh so yeah we while we were there though um i ran to the red box because it's not available for digital rental and i rented a blu-ray disc from a red box for the first time those are convenient
0: yeah but then you have to go back to it
1: yes which it worked out we were going like to a place i googled where there was a red box near it the next day and we just went there and i dropped it off on the way to the other thing um but we rented happy death day
0: Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? No, I hear it's interesting. It is
1: super fun. Really? I wish it was rated R just because it's a slasher movie. And I feel like no slasher movie has any business being rated PG-13. Yeah. But it was such a blast to watch. And like when it ended, Todd looked at me and he was just like, all right. He's like, you buy so many movies, because I do, that we have not seen yet. Like, and often I'll buy a movie that I'm confident we're going to like. Or if it's like 10 bucks on Blu-ray, I'll just grab it. Because to rent it, be six. And if I fucking hate it, I'll sell it to Amoeba for a couple bucks, and I'll kind of break even. Or I'll okay. give it to somebody and make their day. Like, I, whatever. Okay. And rarely do I see a movie that I'm like, that was terrible, and I'm sorry I bought it.
0: That's some very weird, like, Thought process you got going on there? Well, it's like, like <laughs> for example, like Red Sparrow in 4K, the
1: 4K Blu-ray was yeah. thirteen dollars. To rent the HD version of it is five ninety-nine. So it cost me roughly two rentals to get it. And like I process the digital download code, so I have that forever. And if let's say like I didn't love the movie, which I didn't really love the movie that much, I could sell the 4K and the Blu-ray disc to keep Amoeba, digital download Keep the digital download. I sell it to them. If I get four bucks for it, cool. I paid nine bucks, so it's three bucks more than a rental, and I own it. Totally worth it. But you'll never watch it again. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but, like... Um, but I am that guy who will watch movies multiple times. Uh, And also, I like loaning stuff to people, so it's kind of a thing I do. But it's funny. Todd looked at me and he was like, well, God, of all the movies that you didn't buy that we they hadn't seen yet, day. like, this movie was so fun. And I looked on Amazon, and at the time it was on sale for, like, more than half off. So for twelve ninety nine, I grabbed the Blu-ray. I was like, fuck it. So if you want to borrow, I will have it in a couple uh, of days. Fuck
0: yeah, I do. See, you get to reap the benefits I of my choices. I'm, I should not complain. You should not. I'm just <laughs> concerned. I'm a concerned... Concerned citizen, I'm okay. Okay, so good. don't you worry about me. Did you watch The Boy? Not yet. Oh, God, Rob. I'm Sorry. One request.
1: Well, it's uh, most horror movies. Todd wants to watch with me. We don't really spend that much time watching movies together. One request, and he's been very vocal about wanting to watch Happy Death Day and Unsane, which we need to rent. I don't know that one. Um, it's a new Soderbergh movie that was shot entirely on cell phones. Oh. Um, and uh anyway, so yeah. But then the next day, Todd and I met up with. Former guest and your brother, Travis's wife, for dinner. Yeah. And on the way to it, I returned it a red box. Very, very easy. It was so good. You are
0: where is there a red box in West Hollywood?
1: Pavilions.
0: Oh. I never go to pavilions.
1: I only go to Trader Joe's. Oh, it's so tucked away and hidden, I had to ask somebody where it was. <laughs> like I knew on the like on my phone it was in this building. No fucking clue where it was. And they might as well have just buried it. Like it was hidden. Hmm. But I found it with help. Got it. Um anyway, okay. so return that. Had dinner with Crystal. That was nice. Uh, nice. And then after that was done, we went and sat at a dog park and just watched and pet dogs. That's cute. It was awesome. We saw this gorgeous pit bull named Ruby who had a deformed foot from when she was hit by a car and she was just the sweetest baby. Oh. I loved her and her giant head. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but, um, the last movie that I realized, I totally forgot because I saw it the day that the last episode came out. So I just saw it like the day after we recorded. I saw Sorry to Bother You. Have you seen the trailer for that movie?
0: No. Oh
1: my god. God, It was so fucking cool. It was such a great movie. Um, First time director, I think first time writer, Boots Riley. He's the front man for a, a band called The Coup. Um, it stars Lakeith Stanfield from you know, Get Out and Atlanta. Okay. And Tessa Thompson. Okay. You know Tessa Thompson. Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok.
0: Yeah, okay. Yes, Sam White yes, from Dear yes, White yes, People. Yes, 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 yes,
1: yes, yes. Yeah, she's in West Westworld. World. Um. So it's a uh, an army hammers in it, and uh, Danny Glover, oh. and it's about a telemarketer, um, who finds great success when he learns to use his white voice. And yes, so, I've yeah. read about this, and his yes. white voice is dubbed by uh, David Cross. Yes, and uh, like, oh, what is it? I think um, it might be Danny Glover's white voice that is uh, Patton Oswalt.
0: Like, it's
1: so good. It's completely nuts. It's highly stylized, completely operates outside of normal rules. And the trailer is fantastic. And it does not give away the entire second half of the movie. So the trailer is actually great, because it got me excited. It made me want to go see it. And then it didn't ruin the movie for me. It's it is a fucking crazy two-hour ride. It was so much fun. Todd and I were like laughing out loud through most of it.
0: It's in theaters? It's in theaters
1: now. In, I think, LA, New York. It might be going wider. It's only in 800 screens right now. Mm-hmm. As compared to like the 4,200 screens that Hotel Transylvania 3 is on.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I read it about that um, film in e-
1: EW last week. I think. It is
0: fantastic.
1: Nice. So, fully recommend it. Good.
0: Well, do you know what I recommend? What? Shits Creek. Oh, are you totally into Netflix. it now? I live for that. <laughs> so
1: what season? Are you, are you on season one? Still uh, season
0: back? one, Scott, Susan, and Jorge on um my trip to San Luis Obispo, which was really fun, by the way. I, I didn't get to even say how much oh, fun it was, yeah. but it was really fun and it was good to see them. But um, yeah, uh, they said you have to see the show. I was like, I didn't even know what it was or why it was or what. I thought you mentioned it last time I saw you. No, I've never seen it. God, who was
1: I talking to about? Not <gasps> me. Oh, it's so funny. It's just odd because I've mentioned. I think I was talking to somebody at work about Shits Creek like four days ago. Really? Yes, that's why it seems. That's so when fresh. I started watching
0: it. Weird.
1: Yeah. Cosmic. How great, how great is that show, though?
0: Catherine O'Hara. That's oh, all I have God. to say the she episode
1: hilarious. The episode Wine and Roses. Is have I seen that? Yeah, one? I think it's like second from the last of season one. Um, is she's doing a commercial for a? F- oh my God! Yes, for yes, the yes. Winery, the fruit wine. Yes, the <laughs> dazzling peach crab apple. <laughs> Bingo, link, David, fucker,
0: David, <laughs> David. What is that accent?
1: Oh, it's all over the place. Is she what just it is. makes it up as she goes. Oh yeah, she's just doing it. It's
0: like she, and, and all her wigs have a different personality. It's I mean she's oh, And boy, she only uh, wears black and white. Well, so does David. She wears vests over her pajamas to bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I love that show. And, like, seriously, like, I've watched that scene of her bungling the fruit wine commercial. <laughs> I the... must have seen that, that scene probably, I'm guessing, 60, 70 times. It's... I have it queued up on YouTube at all times, pretty much.
0: Thank my God. So, oh. I saw it once and I really enjoyed it. Um, but, and yeah. you I... remember
1: the name Herbervlinger. Herbervlinger. Bing. <laughs> Live hunger. Ugh. So good, God. We'll to post that to the Twitter. I'll post that to Twitter. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's Such a good clip. Yeah,
0: um, but uh, I don't. Have we ever talked about it before? I don't, think, I don't so. think so. It's basically about this family who is down on their luck because the family lost its fortune because of some conniving business partner.
1: No, they they. Well, and also, they used to own a chain of video rental stores.
0: Oh, see, I missed some. And things. so, like,
1: yeah, like their Rose Video is no longer viable in the current world. Oh. Yeah, and, and so...
0: And and I guess his pr- business partner cheated him out of something. I think so, that's probably something about right. And um, anyhow, so they have no money, and the government says, okay, you can go live on this plot of land you bought, which is a small a town... joke. ...that was bought by Eugene Levy for his son's birthday as a joke. Like, <laughs> I'm going to buy you this shit town. And the son's like, we don't have a small town. He's like, yeah, I bought you a town, remember, for your birthday. He's like, I thought you were kidding. He's like... Why would I have the deed? How could I have the deed if I was kidding? It was just this running yeah, joke. Now they're at the mercy of this town of bumpkins. Bumpkins.
1: It's so satisfying. But the sweetest bumpkins. They're very sweet. And- uh, what's oh, I can't think of her name. Oh my god, she has like a man's name. Um, the uh, Steve Stevie. Oh, the
0: uh, yeah, uh, 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 uh huh.
1: Stevie, the who, front desk girl. Yeah, who fr- works at the front desk uh-huh. of the motel. She is
0: adorable to me. She reminds me of somebody.
1: Well, she reminds me of a friend of mine in San Francisco who works for Sony. Huh. Who's like she kind of looks like Tatiana Maslani kind of and like this. This sort of somebody else said too. Yeah, like they have a similar kind of like very cute kind of uh, yeah thing. But going Eugene
0: on. Levy's son plays his son in the. Film and it's very funny and he is attractive. He's very handsome and then his daughter plays the counter girl who's at the restaurant. Oh so yeah, he's got his family in there and it's it's kind of like that Christopher Guest kind of humor, it's which I'm surprised awkward. his name's not attached to it. Yeah, but um, because
1: it was created by Eugene and Dan Levy.
0: Yeah, which uh
1: I um I also am very 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 jealous of all of the things that David wears.
0: Oh my God, you would be
1: well. Like I would look <laughs> terrible in him. Like he's very—he looks like a, he looks like he's a very tall, very broad. Like he's a big guy yeah it looks like and i love big brows i love that look of like the the long shirts and like his sweaters with all the black and white they they're very obnoxious and very cool on him i would look like an asshole in them but i can admire but he
0: is an asshole
1: well yeah and i would look like that which i don't
0: yeah i think they want him to look like an asshole yeah
1: well they they don't have to work hard to make any of the roses look like assholes they're all the worst yeah Ugh. I'm so glad you're watching that show. It's so satisfying.
0: It's yeah, so I think I'm close to the end of the first season.
1: It's like that is a show I only watch on planes. For some reason, like, whenever I'm, I never watch it at home, but whenever I'm traveling, I download a full season of it onto my iPad from Netflix. And huh. so, inevitably, the next time I turn on my iPad, all those licenses have expired, uh, and I just renew them so I can get caught up and keep watching. Nice. But I always renew the license for Wine and Roses because I've always watched that scene again. It's, so it's like, it's just, it's, it was the first thing I'd ever seen of the show before I ever watched it, even. Like, somebody just sent me this clip, and I was like, that's really funny. Without
0: any context, it was just funny. Yeah. And then when I saw the show, I realized just how perfect it was. That was so good. Good. Yeah, it's, I've been thinking about it all day, but I've like haven't watched it because I don't want to get stuck. <laughs> I know if I do, I'll, I'll be on the loop watching it all day because it's just so funny. Good stuff. So, um, anything else you've been up to before we actually talk about video games? No, <laughs> we should talk about video games though. Yeah, we're
1: talking about pop culture and important things. I know, though. but
0: how far are we in? Forty-four minutes. Oh my god, that's like a regular podcast. We're shaking it up today, all right? God. Okay, we're whimsical. So, okay, your coffee's hit. Has it, though? I think it has. I don't know. Compared
1: to when I walked in here,
0: yeah. Uh, Was I a Debbie Downer? Yes, you were. I still feel it, though.
1: And I'm kind of firing on all cylinders from talking about Mother.
0: Yes. Because I love it. Yes. Well, all I've been playing is Overwatch still, because I've been out of town since last week. Uh, How's your Harry Potter game going? I haven't picked it up since I last talked about it, because it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) But... On happier note, I dropped down from silver ranking to bronze ranking and overwatch. Is there anything Competitive. under bronze? Death. Tin? <laughs> just six feet under death. Yeah, delete your account. Does it just delete your account? <laughs> it might as well. However, I built my way back up to silver. Now Yay. I'm a low silver. Muzzle
1: top. Thank you. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you're- Good
0: things come to those who work hard for yeah. them. I feel
1: like you're having a little bit of a crisis this season. You'll find your way back.
0: I mean, this is the worst you season better. I've ever played. <laughs> I have the two seasons Yeah, I've like it's your second season. <laughs> I guess, if, you
1: know, you had a choice. You could either go up or down, and now uh, just do better.
0: Yeah, I mean, once you hit rock bottom, you can only go one way, right? <laughs> you can stay there. Can you? But you cannot. I cannot. One
1: could. I don't think it's a good choice for you to make. No. So don't do that.
0: No, I will not do that. Well, good. Okay, where are you playing?
1: So, um, I have been really putting my time into the game Vampire, or vampire, Uh, uh, however the hell you want to pronounce it. Witches. (laughs) Witches. No, no, no Witches. Um, no, I'm I'm playing a lot of Vampire, um, which, my criticisms from last week, uh, are all completely founded. They're completely founded. Uh, combat, still. Why? Um, characterization and interaction with NPCs and sort of like the the conversations the way you unlock hints and build blood quality of people and like the way they're handling quests and all that I'm really enjoying setting Totally cool. Like there's a lot of things going on in this game that are really a cool idea, but combat's kinda lame, and the game continues to have no alibi, for it is U G L Y. Oh. It's an unattractive game. It's just it's everything looks kind of a little last gen. It just doesn't have the polish that we're used to. Um, but it's great. I'm actually really liking it even with Is its... it indie developer? No. Um I mean it's like a I don't wanna say second tier, it's a little me. Like it's 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 a it's, a, it's But a... you said it. No, well, it's a fairly new developer. <laughs> To be honest, because even like their first game, I thought was better looking than this. Uh, their first game was Remember Me for the PS3 and 360. Um, uh, the developers don't nod entertainment. So they did Remember Me and then they did Life is Strange.
0: Oh. And then
1: Captain Spirit or then, you know, Life is Strange before the storm. Captain Spirit. They're currently working on Life is Strange season two and uh, some other new game called like Twin Mirrors. Um, but yeah, and then they released Vampire. In you there.
0: know, what? I didn't play that. Actually, Captain Spirit, Captain.
1: Yeah, well, I haven't played it yet either. Um, but I forgot about it. Like I haven't even finished season one of Life is Strange yet. So bad. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, like it's, in general, like they've made other games and they've made other games that look nicer. But um, I do feel like the systems they have going on and like the way they're handling their story and like setting, awesome. Like totally into it. Um, so, it is a game that's kind of hard to just, without reservations, just be like, you should play it! Because it has, like, some odd pacing stuff, but I'm totally on board for this sort of 1918 London Spanish flu epidemic vampire gothic tale. It's pretty cool. Cool. So...
0: That I love Vampire, so me. I know you I, do. I would, yeah, I'd be on board. Well, I can bring it when I'm done. All see,
1: right. you can continue to reap the benefits of me buying things. Um, yes, Rob, buy everything. Because I bought a disc.
0: Because I also want to see. I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just send me your list of stuff you want. Yeah. Um. So uh, also on Friday uh, for the Switch, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Came
1: out for the Switch. All right. Oh, my God. That game is Stupid amounts of charm. It's so cute. Okay. I I devoured it on the Wii U, and I bought it again on the Switch, day one, because I cannot wait to play it again. Cool. It was so good. Um, There's that. And then also on Friday was Octopath traveler yep. also for the switch which i also purchased
0: apparently they already sold out of hard copies in japan oh in japan yeah okay.
1: although could happen in america too but i know that they they were apologizing for a shortage of copies in japan okay um and then also so i actually haven't played octopath yet um at least i've played captain toad years of yore but um also just sort of dicking around a little bit i played a game that i purchased a while ago on psn and hadn't played yet called minute M-I-N-I-T. And it is super cute. Todd actually watched for probably about 45 minutes to an hour while I played it. Um, It is a game where you... It looks like a kind of Legend of Zelda kind of thing where it's like, you know, fairly top down. Uh-huh. The whole thing is black and white. Uh-huh. Like, there's... I don't think there's any color at all. I could be wrong, but I think it's just, just black shit. and white. No, it's literally just black... Like, it looks like an 8-bit retro. Load runner. Yeah, it looks like an old retro game. Okay. Um, and in it, you go down, you pick up this sword, and 60 seconds later, you drop dead. And you find out that the sword you picked up is cursed. And so because you have this sword, you only have a minute to live every single time you play. And so the way the game works is you accomplish as much as you can in the minute, then you die. Or you can kill yourself at any point, uh, and then you will respawn in the last house that you slept in. And so the idea is all puzzles in this game can be solved in less than a minute. So, like, you kind of go in you, and you scout, and you, like, learn, like, okay, I need to get here, I need to kill these five crabs in order to make that thing happen. And so if you go kill the five crabs, make that thing happen, talk to somebody, as soon as you're done, you drop fucking dead because your minute's up. And when you come to, all that progress you've done, still good. If you got an item, you still have the item. Okay. And as you explore the world, when you find new safe houses, next time you die, you'll wake up in that safe house instead. And so it's a game where like you continue to make progress forward, but you only do it one minute at a time. Interesting. It's really great. It's it, it's a weird premise, but it's kind of like Dark Souls or even like, uh, let's say, the movie uh, yeah, Edge a, of Tomorrow. Learn as you go. Exactly. It's a matter of like you do something until you accomplish what you need to. And if you can't get it accomplished in a minute, you probably need to get a new item that will make you run faster or that will make you have a better use of your time. Gotcha. So it's kind of neat, like, you know, and yeah, you'll get some things you can move blocks, and you'll get some things you can cut down trees, and like, you get these new abilities as you play one minute per run. Cute. And, and yeah. And, M-I-N-I-T. I th- and also, like, in your safe house, you can see, like, your statistics of how you've been playing, which I think last time I stopped, it was like, oh, you've been playing for 48 minutes, and you've done 67 run-throughs, because they count how many lives you've had.
0: Wow. Um, Because
1: there were so many times with, like, oh, I'd run outside and, like. So
0: that means you played 67 minutes?
1: No, because I didn't do full minutes. Because What I was gonna say is like every now and then, like if I ran out and I knew I was gonna be cutting it close on this thing, if I ran out and got caught like on a tree or something like that, if I ran into something, I'd be like, fuck it. And I hit this, the circle button, which just kills you, huh. so I would respawn faster. All right, so, yeah, so you don't really survive the full minute, especially like if you run out of health because you only have a limited how pool long
0: help. does it take to complete this game? I have no idea, but
1: uh, Fair yeah. Enough. it's grateful. So, anyway, that's what I've been playing.
0: Nice, cool. Is it time for us to learn? Oh. Yes, the word of the week <laughs> is garbology. Garbology? Uh huh. Well,
1: uh, okay. I would say that is a noun. Yes, and it is the study. Yes, of clothing.
0: No, or, I mean or, could be or trash. Yes, <laughs>
1: I was like because garbage or garb. I was trying to think of like what 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 garb are we going for? Yeah,
0: or it's the study of Greta Garbo. <gasps> Ooh, and who doesn't want to do that, right? Yes the study of the material discarded by society to learn what it reveals about society or cultural patterns. Nice. Cultural patterns. David. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God. If you're going to start talking like <laughs> Moira Rose, I don't think I can make it through this thing. <laughs>
0: uh. what is this? You just have to fold the cheese, David. You have to fold the cheese. What does that mean, Mom? You just fold it. You just I can't tell you how to do everything in your life, David. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, right. So yeah. Yes. Well, I guess one man's trash is another's treasure. So well,
1: it almost sounds like it's more of an archaeological term
0: very much so it's, it's not so sociological much... archaeological yeah. um yeah that's basically what we do to learn about other societies yeah, I, don't,
1: I don't see that so much as a homeless person going through my trash being like man this guy eats a lot of pasta roni so much as it is like yeah a thousand years from now
0: be futuristic
1: like... Indiana jones digging up something being like shit this bitch ate a lot of pasta roni
0: yes and so based off the pasta roni they're going to be able to judge what your job was What your economical status was. How fat I was from the carbs. How fat you were. (laughs) (laughs) If your body is found close to that afterwards, because it probably killed you. Yeah, probably. So much salt in those things. Yeah, sodium killer. Yeah, and then you add a pound of butter, so that doesn't help either. (laughs) Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's it. Um, Is it time for the vinyl frontier?
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it
0: is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the frontier is is, is
1: jumping today. So, um, while uh, over the weekend, I went to uh, um, the amoeba, like you do, Mm -hmm. Um, and I got uh, two treasures. Yeah. Um, I was able to, I didn't realize this existed, and I just, excuse me, just saw it there. Uh, Double disc LP soundtrack to the indie title Darkest Dungeon. Oh, yeah, okay. Which I love the style of that game, so I was excited to grab that guy. Good soundtrack, too. Um, Also, not game related, but it was just too good to not buy. Um, I bought the soundtrack to the TV show, Unsolved Mysteries. So now I can hear that haunting theme late at night. On the turntable. That's so fucking weird. I'm mostly going to put it on to upset Todd, I think.
0: Speaking of Unsolved Mysteries, um, after listening to Chobot's show, or Bizarre States, yes. they in a, an episode I was listening to, they were talking a lot about evil genius, and now I'm completely, now I, I need to see it, basically
1: evil genius
0: yeah know. about um the there's a heist and an oh, explosive collar show? and yeah okay it's an unsolved mystery true crime Hmm. i haven't seen it so i don't know too much i only know what they were talking about and i <gasps> had no connection to these characters wait a second it's, so it's a true life story mm-hmm. and oh, a guy he held up a held up a bank yeah Th- and they used an explosive collar that's
1: what the movie 30 minutes remi- or less is based on i think oh. that comedy with jesse eisenberg <laughs> No, I never saw that. Yeah, well, neither did I. Um, I think it's called Thirty Minutes or Less, and it's about like I think it's about a pizza delivery man who is abducted. yeah, it is a pizza delivery. Yeah, and they put an explosive car on him, make him rob a bank, and they yeah. turn it into a comedy.
0: Oh, that's bad. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah, and so the guy who oh, well, the guy who um actually was interviewing like the people in the documentary, he was on their podcast as a as a guest, and so he was talking about it and their interactions, and it's it's very interesting. So now I want to see the documentary nice yeah it's funny i always forget that was actually like a thing yeah evil genius is what it's called so if anybody's seen it you can tell me all about it once i watch it <laughs>
1: um nice well um so yeah i got darkest dungeon and unsolved mysteries nice um today at work the seven inch uh, blue and black swirl uh or marbled uh vinyl soundtrack the seven inch to um the last of us 2 which was the Mondo Web Store exclusive, not the PlayStation Store Red version that I bought. Uh, that arrived today.
0: The Last of Us 2?
1: They did a 7-inch that featured the two songs from the trailer oh. at 3 It has the song that they play in the sort of barn dance yeah, yeah. that they go to and the theme, huh. I believe. Okay. So, um, yeah, I grabbed, both, or I grabbed one at the PlayStation I'm surprised that tent. the
0: soundtrack is out before the actual game.
1: Mondo does 7-inch singles of promotional material music. Like, they did the same thing with Death Stranding. Okay. Um, And the thing I'm actually texting you uh, about right now while talking to you is the last little bit of news of Vinyl Frontier, because Mondo has announced all the stuff that they're doing at Comic-Con this year. Not and... that
0: Mondo line again. <laughs>
1: well... <laughs> It'll be doubly awesome because, uh, first off, there is the Big Trouble in Little China reissue, yeah. which I'm pretty sure Travis will also want because most likely he loves that movie and he loves John Carpenter, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Uh, good, because he's not crazy. <laughs> uh, and then also, they just announced today, I think via email or tweet, that they're doing Castlevania Rondo of Blood or Castlevania Mondo of Blood. Hey, I'll see myself out. Um, but yeah, so Castlevania Rondo of Blood I think they're going to do another version of it, but for now they are doing a one that is exclusive to Comic-Con and if you would be the best. If you're able to, it'd be fucking killer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll stand, I'll see what they got.
1: And if you want, I can Venmo you money in advance so you don't you aren't out. It doesn't matter. Well, so I'll Please, figure it out. Yeah. I'm just offering <laughs>
0: well, trying to make it easier. How about you just fill up my bank account? And if it's there, it's there. If it's not, thank you. <laughs> um. Well, uh, there is no graphic jam this oh, week. Okay, I will keep on driving. You got to keep on driving. Okay. Because this bitch is tired and does not read anymore. <laughs> 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 she tie-tie. Um, but there's lots of news. So should we start with news? I only have a handful of things to start. All right. Well, then I will start. Please. With um, this little story, which is super cute. But I'll be the judge of that. It's not that cute. oh Okay. Saudi Arabia bans popular video games after children's deaths. See, not so cute, is it? No. No. So in, um, I'm going to butcher this, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Um, okay, so uh, banning a long list of popular video games after allegations surfaced that two children killed themselves after being encouraged, encouraged to do so in an online game. I mm. can't speak. So yeah, online multiplayer bullying. I'm guessing telling you, telling them to kill themselves. Well, mm, yes. Well, no. Kind of. The Saudi General Commission for Autovisual Media said Monday it was banning 47 games, including Grand Theft Auto 5, Assassin's Creed 2. and The Witcher for unspecified violations of rules and regulations. Hmm. The ban was in response to the deaths of a 13-year-old girl and 12-year-old boy who reportedly killed themselves after playing the so-called quote-unquote blue whale social media game um and then it says the blue whale challenge is where participants are said to be given a series of tasks to complete capped with killing themselves at the end jesus which is doesn't surprise me because i remember um a friend of mine talking about their students playing suicidal games and actually killing themselves it sounds like a like that movie nerve but then like it's crazy with a terrible ending social media it makes people do crazy shit. Wow. So um because of this, yeah, forty six games are banned and I'm sure more will be because of that. Um that's that bit of news. Wow. Yeah, really sad and these kids are too young. Yeah. Thirteen and twelve, like how what do they even like what is death to a thirteen year old? That's yeah. Like I didn't I couldn't even comprehend what death was when I was that age. Well, and I think that's probably why it happened. Just like, because they don't realize the. I wouldn't even, sort even know how to do it. I, I wouldn't no. even know what to do.
1: Uh, I feel like thirteen-year-olds now are not like we were at thirteen. Yeah, we just want Ninja Turtles. So yeah, really sad and. Although well, it is weird, actually, I think I knew somebody who I knew somebody who committed suicide. I think at fifteen. Yeah. Or no, that's not the right phrase anymore. Now it's um themselves no it's death by suicide oh. is, is the correct term there it's the preferred term instead of committed because it's like committed it's like a it's a medical crime, or like a crime like oh. i mean suicide is illegal but um but so uh, a friend a friend of mine had a, a family um I don't know what the correct verb is, An but they, they they died by suicide. Um, that's I think that's it. they died by suicide uh, a couple like maybe a year ago, and um and it's it just changed my my vocabulary around it. Huh? Somebody you work? No, a friend. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I mean it's I, I didn't know the the. I didn't
0: know committed suicide was I not PC.
1: I didn't know the victim. Oh, and that was news to me. I didn't I didn't realize. Um, but I mean, obviously, like most people aren't going to really correct you. But I guess people who are in the know, if they're talking about it, they just try to say a different phrase. And hope that it catches on. Yeah, like people
0: seem to be pretty. They're trying to,
1: yeah, like not to, steer the language. Not to use a terrible phrase, but they're pretty living that live about it. Like yeah. that's a not the right phrase for that. No, not think. at all.
0: Actually, that was really bad. No, but, but like tried.
1: people, people are very, um, yeah, they seem to be very breezy about it. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Nice. So, um, do you want
1: to do another news story? Yes. One a little bit less of a downer, please. Maybe
0: this one's also a downer. God damn it! Well, fine. Mine, mine will be good then. The most. Funny of oh, Downers. Okay, gimme. Give gimme. Give so and I'm sure you may have already heard about this, but Epic's first official Fortnite competition was a total disaster. Oh no. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Steven brought this to my attention. So There's so much going on with this article that I'm just going to kind of read a little bit off of it because it's so fucking good. I mean, everything that could go wrong with this million dollar endeavor did go wrong. So, Epic Games promised big things with Fortnite's first year of official competition, investing $100 million in prize money alone. The Summer skirmish series would kick things off with a $250,000 duos competition featuring big streamers, pros, top performers, um, in the showdown, limited time mode, and bizarrely shred bit mode. Or sh- sub- oh, subreddit mode. Bon- I don't know what that means. Subreddit modes? Subreddit modes? What? It says... That's a weird sentence, actually. Top performers in the showdown limited time mode. Oh. oh, that's one thing. The showdown limited time mode is one thing.
1: And one of the people that was, that the people they were using as players were the subreddit mods, the moderators for a subreddit. Do you know what subreddit is? Are you familiar with Reddit? No. Reddit is, they call themselves so the front page of the internet. They're basically kind I of. Know,
0: I know what Reddit is, but I but don't yeah, read it. Well, so like, you know, like the way. I don't read Reddit.
1: The way <laughs> the way Reddit looks is it's like, you know, it's like a series of articles. Yeah, and yeah. depending on up or down votes, they kind of get moved around. Yeah. Um. A subreddit
0: is somebody who comments on it.
1: No. A subreddit is a. It's like a a page of like Reddit is the website, but like let's say you want to go to a subreddit that is a topic.
0: Oh. So you go to a subreddit about Fortnite. Why don't they just call it a topic? Because
1: it's a subreddit. It's branded. The whole thing is Reddit. So
0: there's Reddit and oh, subreddits. Fuck all this shit. And then I'm not in the mood for this. Rob. And so the moderators would be the Rob, ones. I am not in the mood. Hey, for learning new shit I'm, today. I'm here to help, David. <laughs> David. David. But anyway, so yeah. You followed the chase. <laughs> so,
1: the moderators of the subreddit for Fortnite. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow.
0: Here to help. Oh my God. Well, apparently it was a train wreck. So, <laughs> and this is where it gets great. Some of the best competitors died to horrible latency issues while the casters laughed it off. At one point, a private planning spreadsheet appeared on screen for all the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> 10 <laughs> Ten matches were promised, but only four were broadcast. (laughs) A seemingly arbitrary invite list meant dozens of established pro um, gamers were denied a chance to compete in the first place. And with most of the prize money riding on a nabbing two victory royales, play was conservative and dull, a clinic of how to camp. Oh. Basically, everybody was camping. Everyone changed their play style. I don't like the way this was written. Well, but... It's funny. Okay. So, um, that's a bummer. Apparently, Epic has committed to broadcasting the series weekly for the next two months to avoid additional disaster. The company will have to quickly figure out how to keep their servers strong enough to support remote tournaments while capturing the action in a clear, commutable manner with casters that have to, um, more to talk about than what they know about llamas.
1: Well, I mean, it is interesting because, like, I do feel like uh, Overwatch League spoiled us so much. Oh, they're by, so good. By
0: being like the pinnacle of how they you broadcast. Broadcast eSports. It. It's a real sports arena. But,
1: like, also to avoid latency, they have both teams, all 12 players, in one room. Yeah. But like, keep in mind, this is a Battle Royale with 100 players. Yeah. So, it makes sense that the remote issues be a problem, but, like, they can look to Overwatch League for the correct broadcast sort of production that people are expecting. Yeah.
0: Apparently, like, they got just players yeah. Through. Well,
1: it sounds like they they were reaching out to their community, and yeah, they, yeah, they were going less. Bad pro. idea.
0: You need a little bit more than that. <laughs> a little professionalism.
1: Yeah. Well, it's because like, I was gonna say Fortnite Summer Skirmish Series is supposed to give away eight million dollars in eight weeks, uh, but I did not know any outcome of it so yeah. far. Like this, that's crazy. It
0: is not going well for them. That's a bummer. Um, it says most of the broadcast consists of players farming and hiding in wooden huts, uh, punctuated by the occasional battle, totally removed from its greater context in the match. Um yeah it's just saying how bad it was basically um any nobody was everybody's too scared to make the moves they're like money's on the fucking line i'm going to stay in this house until i have to move <laughs> and apparently um because of the glitching and um the lag, it was respawning the characters into the freaking purple zone and killing them off. Oh my god, it was, it was respawning people in the electrical storm? Yeah. That's crazy.
1: All the purple area. I think that's what it is, the
0: electrical storm, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And so, um, it just goes on and on about how there were... But they're still going to divvy out money at the end. Um, and they said, that's like saying you, can play, you have to play basketball through like a hurricane and... <sighs> It, the match still matters. Well, it sounds like it was one professional match. It sounds like it was
1: one bad week. Hopefully, they will fix that for the subsequent seven. You know,
0: yeah, we'll see. There's still time to be turned around. They could do it. They could do it. But that should have just been like, okay. Well, we maybe, gotta let that one go. Maybe they rushed into it. Yeah, but I think they're. The important thing is we're both okay. We are. So we made it. It says. To end this rant, no $250,000 competition should look like this, especially if it's put on by the developer itself. No doubt the team at Epic isn't happy with how things went down, but without proper camera work at the ready, casters with a clue, or a proven rule set that encourages excitement and aggressive play, I'm not sure what was expected.
1: Overwatch does lend itself to high-intensity showdowns.
0: Oh, and apparently because it is also a 100-player battle, a battle royale, you couldn't really follow the match because you're just bouncing around different players. Yeah, There were no overhead cameras. Yeah, all they can
1: really do to make it kind of count is to show you, like, when you're down to, like, five people.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Because that's when it gets good. Because everybody was camping, you know how usually you're down to... um, Yeah, five or ten people. Even in the smallest circle, there were still 30 to 50 people in there because everybody was just camping. Oh, my God. They said it was complete
1: chaos. That's a bummer. Yeah. Well... From that, uh, some good news about the Overwatch League. Do tell. The Overwatch League. Oh, yes. I the, know what you're talking about. Yeah, like the, the finals and, and like the sort of the playoffs that are happening right now. They're going broad. They are going to be played on ABC, ESPN, Family of Networks, and Disney XD. Disney, yeah. Like, These guys are going to be famous. Yeah, Disney XD is the 13 and up channel. And then, um, yeah, ABC Disney and ESPN. City. And I think like right now they're doing like the playoffs on ESPN 3. And then I think the finals are going to be on ES- ESPN 2, and I think the, the final, like, grand championships are going to be on ESPN 1. Wow. Like, and it's funny, and that is how you do esports. Yeah. Like, that is so cool. I feel like Overwatch, yeah, they've been leading the way, and they've been doing such a good job with it. And then... Even the arena looks good. Right? And for them to be at the Barclay Center in uh, New York for the finals, yeah, and to get, like, nationally televised, like, that is so cool yeah. and it really is like remarkable and i do feel like they've earned it by having a killer game and knowing how to properly produce it for viewing yeah so they did it right yeah well done blizzard like that is
0: really Plus, something to be proud of in addition to that each of the teams do their own outreach they do so they do their own things to keep the community engaged which yep. is also very important so absa Murphy. absa Murphy uh yeah what else you got well uh ugh, excuse me how much time do we have we got we got time god we're so bad at like trying to keep these concise <laughs> <laughs> well i don't have too much more to say okay uh, at least uh
1: nickelodeon mm-hmm. has revived rugrats okay, check that off
0: my list yes
1: and uh so yeah they what uh called for 26 new animated episodes and a live action movie to come out on november 13th 2020 will wow, well, so be long live action with cg i think it will be
0: huh interesting i okay. imagine
1: live action people cg babies
0: yeah that makes sense cuz you can't
1: really train babies to walk and talk all that
0: well it's like muppet babies yeah so that'll be neat cool um images from shira have been released
1: what do you think of shira's new design i'm hearing people are it's not my cup of tea do you have it open
0: um it's
1: very i can look it up on my phone
0: It's very, like, anime, but American anime. Hmm. Like, it has a very little kid kind of design to it, and I was hoping... Oh! Yeah. It almost... It looks computer-drawn. It doesn't look hand-drawn. It's not... Is that it? Yeah. That's a good image. (laughs) Well, it looks like it's done by the Steven Universe people. It's... It looks like trash i'm sorry i'm i'm a purist when it comes to she-ra and man and i know like they were silly stories that they gave us when we were kids and but they looked so much better yeah i don't like funimation didn't do the best animation but at least they look cool
1: yeah i don't i don't love this <laughs> um there's there's a funny thing here where it shows the old one and the new one and uh the caption on it is
0: the new she-ra looks like tom holland Holland. Oh my god. Yeah, the new Spider Man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's very um, not to my taste. I'm going to say that. I'm not going to try to. Maybe I will like it. Maybe the story will be good. The other thing I was going to say is, especially after that He Man um, or Masters of the Universe cartoon that came out in like 2001, 2000, whatever, was done so fucking well. Mm. And then we get this for She this like goo goo gaga look to her. I'm what? like, oh god. And it's funny
1: because, yeah, I mean, if it, uh, do, do you know if
0: they're aging her down?
1: Oh, she looks like a yeah. She
0: looks like she's in um, junior high.
1: She looks like she looks like a young boy. Yeah, like, like I mean, she looks very prepubescent. Like you know, yeah. when kids. Kind she of, has no boobs. You can't tell the difference. And meanwhile, like the original Shiro was definitely a woman. She was voluptuous. Yeah, like she, she was, was kind of stacked.
0: She had lips.
1: Yeah, she had <laughs> lips. Which is the new one? I think that's, that might be why they say the new one looks like Tom Holland because uh, no lips. No lips like I love Tom Holland there's no sex
0: appeal to the new Shira <laughs>
1: yeah like I love Tom Holland I think he's adorable but
0: no lips no lips <laughs> he's <They've> got booty <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so color up me uninspired by it but. I'll still watch it, yeah, just to see what what it's about. Yeah, see what's happening. Yeah. Well, um, today there was an Uncharted fan film, and that I came watched out. it. How was it? It was not great, but it wasn't bad.
1: I know people were very excited because Nathan Fillion was in it, and that's yeah. sort of been a lot of people's dream casting for for Nathan Drake. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's got
0: the sort of he was okay.
1: He's got the quippy kind of quality, and he has the look. Yeah. Um, I don't really. I mean, like, I think he's fine. I I don't love Nathan Villian as much as everybody else does. I do like him as Cade Six in Destiny. Yeah. Um but yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It's funny. Uh it was nothing special. It's like someone uh, Ben from formerly from work, uh texted it to me. Hi ben. Uh, and I haven't watched it yet. Someday.
0: Yeah, someday hopefully. It's it's only fifteen minutes long. Okay. It kind of starts it right in the middle of everything and Yeah, I don't know. was... It, that you, you knew where they were going with it, like you could tell it was part of that universe. That's about all I'm gonna say. that's something? It was something. It yeah. could be worse. I don't know what they're trying to do with it. Like, was it just for a fan? Just literally, just for fan? Just one a little one-off. Something gonna make some fan movies. Yeah. Why? Mm, other people won't? Yeah. All right. Um, how much more news you guys? it seems like a lot of money to print something that's. eh Okay. Well,
1: but if it's like a fan film, it could be like. I mean, look how many eyes are on it, because it's got Nathan Fillion, and because it's Uncharted, it could be a thing where, like, maybe that director is trying to leverage it into something else. He's proving, like, they're proving that they can direct, or they're proving something. It could just be, like, a proof of concept, or proof of talent, or, like, if enough people get excited about it, they'll get a deal to make some other video game movie. Gotcha. Weird shit happens. Like, the movie Monsters, have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. Super low budge, you know, little mm-hmm. little nothing. What happened to that? The director of that directed the new Godzilla. Oh. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta make one movie to make it, it prove that you can do another one. It's like uh, what was the one? Um, I think P- I think Peter Jackson doing
0: the Frighteners was proof that he could do the Lord of the Rings. I think, oh, and because the, the Frighteners was
1: very CG heavy.
0: Yeah, and also, um, Bound was for the Wachowskis, so they could get so the Matrix. They could do the Matrix totally?
1: Like sometimes you gotta do the the little guy, which like you know, if you can't get a full feature that gets theatrically released, like Bound. Which it, was a fucking great film. Then you give your, your best... I love Bound so much. Yeah. Uh, then you, you you give your <laughs> best effort at a 15-minute short film starring Nathan Villian. I mean, who knows? I, I don't know who directed it. It could have been somebody famous already. But it, it wasn't that great. But this could have just been like proof of like, hey, this could work. Yeah. And I can do it. Give me something.
0: Yeah, so all it's telling me is you're going to get a mediocre film. Rare. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I had to finish my... uh. I had to finish that, like, <laughs> swallowing my soda
1: there, so I didn't, like, I spit take, jeez. I'm
0: having a moment.
1: Sorry if it's coming out in.
0: You were a I'm bitchy being... kitty tonight. I kind of like it. i feisty. I like it. Yeah, well, sometimes I don't always speak what I think. And I didn't really like it.
1: But I watched it, so I cannot speak in any direction.
0: And there was no Chloe, so what the fuck?
1: Oh, there's your problem.
0: That's one of many problems. <laughs> I like that. <them. laughs> uh, but yeah. So. How, much, how much more news you got? That's it. Oh, well, I got two things. Real fast. Go for it. Uh, so, oh, I do have one more, go.
1: Well, um, there's a sequel to the original RoboCop coming. Okay. Called RoboCop Returns. I think it's actually by the original screenwriters Okay. Um, of the original RoboCop. And um, it is going to be directed by Neil Blomkamp, which... Who's that? I have mixed feelings about this whole thing, because first off, I actually don't know RoboCop that well as a movie. So, like, I've, I've actually never seen the original, so I don't have, like, a real affinity for the IP for the brand at all. Um, and Neil Blomkamp kind of shit the bed multiple times for me. He was the director of—he uh, is the director—of um, District 9, which I loved. Yeah. Then he did Elysium, which I didn't love. Uh-huh. And then he did Chappie, which was, how you say, the worst
0: Remember Chappie? Uh, oh, place. the robot.
1: Yeah, the robot, and it had Diane the crazy like African band in I didn't it. See it. It was terrible. Huh. Like, I can actually say without reservation, I hated that movie. Like, there was not a whole lot about it that worked for me. I really hated it. Fair enough. Yeah, like that was a movie that was kind of beyond redemption for me. I really did not. It's such a bummer because, like, honestly, District Nine was so cool. Yeah, and then Elysium was. Fine. And then Chappie was not fine.
0: Elysium's the one where they have like the people
1: separated by like status. Yeah, and Jodie Foster suffers from Moira Rose syndrome, and then you're like, what is that accent? No one knows. <laughs> Moira Rose syndrome. <laughs> she has like the implacable uh accent.
0: David. <laughs> Fold the cheese, David. Fold, Fold the, the cheese. cheese. I can't teach you how to do everything in life, David. You just Fold the cheese. That's what it says right here in the book. Fold it. Isn't this your recipe? It doesn't matter. If <laughs> you fold the cheese. <laughs> um,
1: so what's your last bit of news?
0: Uh, they have renewed a second season for Pose. Yes! But I have not seen the first season. Todd's Todd's
1: watching it, he still loves it.
0: Um, I honestly, one person says they love it, the next person says they cannot it's unwatchable. The next mm. person says they love it, the next person says, How is that even on the air? The next person says, It's amazing, it's like groundbreaking, the next person says, What the fuck are they even talking about? Are these even real problems and like mm. so I'm I guess gets an F for well, 50/50. Well, it's like as somebody who's not
1: totally, you know, into ball culture and like Paris is Burning is the movie's fine. I don't yeah. love it like Todd does. Yeah. Um I've seen like one, maybe one and a half episodes of Pose. Totally watchable. <laughs> okay. And like yeah, and it's very exciting just in that it has like a nearly like a near completely like minority cast. Yeah. Between just like honestly just black actors, trans performers or trans actors. Gay actors, like it actually has such good representation. And what Janet Mock has directed one or a couple episodes. She's directed, yeah. And like, one yeah, two. just the fact that like even like we have like there's trans directors and writers and like just the crew, like just the fact that this this show exists makes me happy. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually really excited to hear they got season two because I just assumed it would be like all of his other shows and that it would be
0: like one and done,
1: one season. It's meant to be like a limited series and then it's over. And if they did post season two, it'd be completely different. Which who knows? It could totally be another house that, I- or another year. It, yeah, but it could be they maybe they cover another house or decade something. But yeah, like I, I, I love the fact the show exists, and I probably will end up watching it all the way through because the episodes that I've seen or the pieces of them totally fine. Not something that I would like go out of my way to see, but um, it is watchable, and all right. it's also just exciting to see you know trans leads.
0: Yeah, cool. All right, well that's that. Anything else? Uh last bit, bad news
1: uh the bandai namco published uh code vein which is like a anime vampire dark souls game okay. uh is getting delayed
0: to 2019 i'm sorry It's okay i don't know it. there's
1: plenty of shit for me to play i'm
0: kind of behind on a lot of stuff right now
1: well code vein is uh i think there's been like two trailers for it at this point it's been it was announced i think at like maybe e3 of last year or like tokyo game show it was announced not at e3 this year it was announced earlier and um i'm really excited about it it looks really cool mm-hmm. Um, it was actually part of my E three montages for Xbox last year at E three. So something tells me it was it's announced either at E three of last year or just before it. Gotcha. Um but it's it looks really cool. Um I'm hoping it uh hoping this delay will will do good things for it.
0: Yeah. Cool. So that's Manews. Nice. news Manusha. Yes. is it time for the crush? Crush. Crush. Yes, it is. Yeah, um...
1: Go for it. Okay,
0: well... You get your crush on I could not think of any crush. So Rob said, why don't you just go through the list of Overwatch characters you haven't chosen yet? And I was like, There's 28 of them! And I we've think only, I shall! And we've only hit, like, I think five of them. But here's my twist. I'm going to choose a character I've already chosen before. Are you doing a new skin like I've done with Hanzo? Except I'm choosing a new skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna choose the imp skin for Mercy as my crush of the week. Is that the one that's like yellow and orange, purple and white? She has the horns. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. yes there's the imp and the fire. Of I think the I was devil. mistaking
1: her with Symmetra's coloring when she's the dragon Symmetra.
0: Oh yeah, the summoner. The summoner.
1: So I think I was confusing her coloring with the Mercy shape. Enter
0: the summoner. <laughs>
1: And suddenly, the Summoner appears.
0: Yeah. Tell mm-hmm. me yeah. more about Impy. Uh, um, so, imp- she's a Percy. horny devil. Ooh. Yes. And she is, I'm guessing, the good sister of the two devil versions, because obviously the other one is, like, dark and malicious looking, and the imp looks a little bit more cutesy. She's purple, has purple hair, wearing all white, has a sexy little tail, um, I didn't know what to say about her. She has purple lips. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine by me. Uh, and it's Mercy.
1: And you love Mercy.
0: I love Mercy. Yeah, so.
1: Um, well, my crush of the week is Dr. Jonathan Reed from Vampire. Ooh. um, he's tall. He's dark. He's mysterious. He's a vampire. Um, well dressed. A doctor yes. who's extremely knowledgeable in the realm of blood transfusion. Oh, which just makes it even more appropriate that he's a vampire now. True blood, totally. And he, um. Yeah, he's got sort of a like a super like high shaved, kind of slicked back hair kind of look, yellow beard. His eyes are always bloodshot, so that's not super hot. Um but yeah, he uh not to make it weird, so don't take it as weird listener late. I'm about to call out. He kinda looks like Travis. Oh god. And like, you know, he's tall and he's got like the, the dark hair and the beard. Um, very sort of uh strong features.
0: Remember when Travis had mutton chops? Oh yes. and no beard? Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 forget about those days travis don't do that again don't do that again um, <laughs> but anyway so yeah like uh yeah he's generally oh and my favorite thing about him is his voice he has like a really deep sort of, but like not like booming like not like kratos kind of like loud booming kind of thing it's a much he's more, a baritone. it's a breathy deep and very raspy Ooh. kind of quality and for the handful of, of, of listeners who might know this guy, he actually has a very similar voice to Damien Cross, the gay porn star.
0: I have no clue who that is. He's got a super hot voice. All right. Good job, Rob. Just just saying. And how do you know who Damien Cross is? Oh, someone told me. Oh, okay. just. Curious. I would have no idea what he sounds like. I'm just like. curious. Yeah. 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 I Pornography <laughs> is for the, uh, the deviants out there. Yes. Yes. I worked with Buck Angel. Yeah. What's he like? He's cool. He's super sweet. He seems super cool. Yeah. It's very sweet.
1: Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like every time I see any sort of like interview or documentary or anything about about Buck, like, yeah, he just seems like so just chill
0: chill. about shit. He's chill. Yeah. He's like, this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We chatted. Yeah. For a few minutes and it was nice. He's a fascinating guy. Yeah. Yep. He's definitely. Done a lot to help the trans community in the
1: porn world. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I know like I'd never, I'd never seen, I'd never seen a trans man in porn before.
0: I don't think there was. I think he was probably the first, or at least the first marketable.
1: Yeah, like the first, like true, like sort of celebrity.
0: Yeah, he has his own sex toys um, that are on the market. He has a whole documentary about his life and what it took to get where he is, which is very good. And I can't remember the name of the documentary, but. It's really good, so if you're feeling saucy, go get it. Yeah. And um yeah, so that was very nice.
1: Nice. Yeah. So there you have it.
0: There it is. So gosh. Sorry guys, I'm kind of running out of gas. I don't know. I've been so tired. More coffee for this woman. I know. Um I yeah, right. No, no more coffee. No more coffee. So um you can follow me at Sateen the Dream on Instagram and Twitter or at Satine on Twitch. Please, I'll take all your subs. You get a free sub a month, so I want it. Did you get notified when people sub? I don't know. Why? I, I follow, I subscribe. Really? Yeah, I subscribe. No, how would I know? I don't
1: know, but I subscribe <laughs> this month to you.
0: Thanks, Rob. Oh, I
1: subscribed before I plugged this last week for you.
0: Oh my goodness, I feel famous. Well, you are.
1: Um, and uh, you can also follow me, the less famous one, on Twitter, <laughs> at Fast Danger or on Instagram and Twitch at MrGladstone. Really, I should change it to just Instagram at this point, because all I really use Twitch for is watching Satine and Overwatch League. Yeah! Um, what better use? Where can people follow the podcast?
0: I'm trying to look for where it would tell me if that you sub for me. I don't see anything.
1: Well, for now, where can they follow the podcast? Oh, God.
0: Okay, so you can follow podcast at gmail.com.
1: That's where you can email us. You can... <laughs> follow us at BitDiff Podcast
0: on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Yes. And? And we have new episodes every Wednesday. And would you kindly follow, rate,
1: and comment in iTunes and Google Play. I was kind of terrified you were going to read my line again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's it. That is it. That's the show. Yeah, and I still well if anybody knows anything about Twitch subs, where would it tell this probably emailed to me, huh? Maybe, I don't know. Are you one of those people that has like several hundred unread emails in your inbox? Oh, my... Yeah, what
1: is the icon on your phone say? Am I about to have, like, a heart attack? No,
0: no, 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 because I had it turned off because oh. somebody else had a heart attack. I think I have over 100,000 uh, unread emails.
1: Yeah, so th- the
0: notifications on my mail thing
1: are accurate. Yeah. When I pulled it up, I just got Look, one.
0: Mine says zero, too, because... It doesn't show anymore because somebody almost had a heart attack. Well,
1: it's like mine currently says one and I'm making a point to read that email. Oh, and I just read the email. So I'm back down to no notifications. I can't handle
0: those red dots. Yeah, but when you have 10 to 100,000. That's why I read my emails every day. I can't. I don't have <laughs> enough time in my. Whoa. Here. 99, 99,000, some says.
1: I'm guessing 99,999. <laughs> so it's more than that. And that's what it's
0: capped at. Probably. Oh, shit. Really? <laughs> Yes, yeah, is ninety nine plus. How many
1: things do you subscribe to, or how many jobs are being offered to you that you're not reading the emails of?
0: Like just. 360 events and promotions send me one, two, three, four, five, all today. This is all today. Five, six. Oh, Jesus. Just in one day. It's like it never ends.
1: It's time for an unfollow palooza.
0: Mondo sent me something.
1: Yeah, probably talking about all the stuff they're bringing to San Diego Batman, Comic-Con. the Animated Series. Oh, that was another one they sent yes, out today. Starfleet. Anywho. Well. Oh anyway. my
0: god, he's toy. Oh my god, a... Yes, it is. But we've
1: anyway, seen it before. We should wrap this up because people are now just hearing you go through your emails.
0: <sighs> Look at that one.
1: I already saw that email. No one that's listening can oh see God. your email this right toy, now.
0: this Mr. Freeze toy has the little ballerina, the, uh, his wife. Remember from that episode? Heart of Ice or whatever it was called. I don't
1: think I saw that episode. What? I've only seen a handful. I mean, I've seen like a bunch of episodes of the animated series, but not enough to really
0: Shay tragic.
1: Well, when that comes out on Blu-ray, I might actually grab it because they're putting that series out on Blu-ray.
0: Yeah, it's so good. Okay, thank you. And Chousey's? Bye-bye. Chowsies? <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.